<laughs> I'm Hannah. I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that says, oh, you guys are perfect together. And also, oh God, don't go on a second date. <laughs> Swipe whichever one means no. Uh, for all your favorite <laughs> For all your favorite TV movies, uh, the kinds that you will see on Hallmark, Netflix, etc., etc., etc. Today, uh, what do we have, Hannah? Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, one of the newer Hallmark movies. It aired on February 8th of this year, 2020, and it is called Matching Hearts. Yes. You know, because if they don't fit together like a... a best friend's necklace, then it's not worth doing, right? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose not. You have to be matchy-matchy and compatible, apparently. Okay. All right. So, the Hallmark synopsis from Hallmark Channel about this movie is the following. As Valentine's Day nears, a matchmaker is tasked by her mentor to find a match for an entrepreneur who believes staying single is the key to success. And this stars Taylor Cole and Ryan Pavey. Hooray! Two of my personal favorites. Taylor Cole because she's actually good and Ryan Pavey because he is disgustingly pretty he's very pretty i was i was just about to say hallmark royalty um i personally feel the same way about taylor cole and ryan pavey as well taylor cole is one of my favorites because she's gorgeous and also very very good okay matching hearts taylor cole stars as julia palmer a matchmaker in portland she works for a company that she feels needs to expand their ideas and clientele Her boss, Elizabeth, is very reluctant to change, but Julia has matched her good friend Madison, who is about to get married, and the company is planning their annual Valentine's Day party. Uh, It's very lucky that Valentine's Day is on a Friday this year. (laughs) Or was on a Friday this year. It was on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, you can party hardy on this Valentine's Day and be hangover or (laughs) shame-free. No no, uh, walk of shame to work. No judgment. (laughs) whatsoever Um, so anyway uh, Julia's parents own the local flower shop which she loves and she is in love with a local shelter dog named Luna um, but is under the impression that she does not have time to adopt her so that is our starting um, introduction of Julia Palmer's life yes so at one of the gazillion pre-wedding events that Madison is having because it's a Hallmark movie so there's like not only like just the bridal shower there's like a bridal shower and a thing and a that and a this and a that and it's there's like it's like every other day um (laughs) Julia meets Daniel who is played by Ryan Pavey and they are they they very much have like a meet cute uh but Daniel is skeptical about the whole matchmaking Thing. He, he doesn't know if he believes in it or thinks it's necessary. Because uh, he likes meeting people in real life, though he is also just generally reluctant to the idea of dating. Uh, hashtag I feel you. Um, <laughs> um, and so the following morning, they actually run into each other again, this time at the flower shop, because Daniel has opened the pet adoption center next door and has come to be like, hey, I'm your new neighbor. And that's, that's sweet. Yeah, so they know each other for 
lots of things. I just love how like really attractive people are like, oh yeah, I'm just really not into dating. <laughs> I could get anyone you at know, any time. Just, just a thing. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> it's not really my thing. Letting this beauty be attached to someone else. Just kidding. Um, so anyway. The new PR person at the matchmaking service is played by Osric Chow has come across an article written by a successful entrepreneur who says that the secret to his success is staying single. Uh, he thinks that they should try and match this man by Valentine's Day to create some buzz because who doesn't want to match the ultimately forever single person? Um, yeah, um, but it turns out that this entrepreneur is none other than Daniel, of course. So Daniel is Mr. Single. Yeah. He's the... What, what, what's the whale in Moby Dick? Is it Moby it's Dick? the white whale? Is Mo the white, yeah, Moby Dick. Yeah. yeah. He's the white whale. He's the white whale. Uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so at another of the gazillion pre-wedding events, Julia confronts Daniel, who is... Also, Madison's fiance's best friend and business partner. Can you follow that? <laughs> because basically, it is a like, how can we make one person all of the things? Yeah. Um, and so she confronts him about staying single, uh, or his at least his article. And he's pretty quick to say that it was kind of a dumb thing to say. Like he doesn't quite believe it. So he's not wedded to this mindset at all. Um, and then because. They thought it was so great. Madison and her fiance gift him with a matchmaking matchmaking consultation with Julia, because of course they do. <laughs> um, and so now Julia basically can force him to try and attempt to change his mind. Julia's boss ends up needing to take a last minute trip to France and leaves Julia in charge of both the Valentine's Day party and the office in general. But because she is gone, Julia decides that it's time to implement her own version of things, and basically she changes everything about the Valentine's Day party. Uh, she has concluded that since the party is exactly the same year after year, every year, people don't want to come because they're super bored with it. Um, so at the same time, she also attempts to match Daniel with someone. Yes. So the matchmaking service uses an algorithm as they all do um and it has a rule not to let people who have less than like an 80 percent match score meet um but julia decides to kind of override it um and matches daniel with a woman who is only has like a mid 70s percent match with um and she sends him on the weirdest date i've ever heard of for a first date which is a stargazing date um and it doesn't work because you know they can't talk to each other <laughs> Because it's a class. <laughs> yeah, they say like one word to each other and it's, the instructor's like, nah. <laughs> um, and I mean, like, it's unclear to me if Julia is trying to generate something to, new or if it's a, like, uncon um, unconscious sabotage situation on her part. Right. Because um, it's a crazy idea. I mean, we've. it's not the first time we've had stargazing as a date, but usually no. it's not the first date. Yeah, like, because it, also it's like a blind date. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah, not, not a good idea. Badly done, Julia. <laughs> Badly done. 
Um, so because, of course, she does, Julia runs the match algorithm between herself and Daniel. Um, she's quite disappointed when it comes back with a dismal 48%. Um, so, want want. Uh, they're not compatible at all. Uh, Timothy, well, anyway, uh, Timothy the PR guy mocks up an ad with Daniel's face, which Julia does not endorse or even like. But of course, that's exactly when Daniel walks in to see this mock-up with his face on it, and he's like, meh, meh, meh. So everyone is upset, including Timothy, who doesn't really believe <laughs> in the thing that he just created. So. No. Poor Timothy. Timothy is definitely floundering in just life in general. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to do this. <laughs> so Julia convinces Daniel to give matchmaking another shot. Um, granted, she's not charging him for this, so it's sort of like no skin off his teeth or whatever, but still. Um, and it is, it's, he's very forgiving of her. Me because, you know, he, he likes her. Well, she's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty. So. so she finds him a match at 91%, which, great, good job. Um, and the date goes really well. And Julia is glad that it went well, but is also kind of in that weird, like, oh, but I, I do like him, and I kind of wish he didn't like this date because I was doing my job and it was good, but also, like, I wish you just like me. Yeah, but she can't admit it, of yeah. course. Um, so now that Daniel is in a couple, because we all know you're a couple after one date, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she wants him to come to the Valentine's Day party with said date, um, but he doesn't want to because it's a lot of pressure on a new relationship, and Julia is actually understanding about this. Right. So another matchmaking employee, his name is Gwen, uh, realizes that while they update the survey questions, they never really re-interview anyone so they can get skewed results. So um, once they take the survey, um, years can go by and it's still the same stuff. So things can be um, wrong in the algorithm based on time and things like that. So in order to test her theory on this um, predicament, Julia agrees to be the guinea pig and redo her profile. Um, at that time, Julia's boss returns and finds out about all of these changes that she did not okay. And she is not happy, but at the same time lets things progress. So Timothy realized that maybe he is not cut out for marketing in general. <laughs> Like, not even matchmaking marketing, just <laughs> marketing. Um, and he stops by the flower shop with Julia, and he hits it off with Julia's parents. Um, and they're thinking about getting help with the store and maybe, like, potentially retiring at some point. And Timothy is just, like, the perfect person. Um, it takes him until the end... Uh, it takes him until the night of the party to, like, officially take care of everything. Um, but he does quit the matchmaking job and joins the flower shop and yay. And also, you know, luckily for Hallmark and their LGBTQ re representation, he is allowed to go to the party because he, I think, is supposed to be an LGBTQ character. That, yeah, that's something we can discuss at the, <laughs> at the end that it's very um, lightly touched upon. It is. But not it at is. All it is as upon. subtle as you could possibly get. That is subtle as the end of Beauty and the Beast with Josh Gad. <laughs> it's exactly like that, actually. Yep. 
Um, so there are no big disasters at the party. Only the standard, we lost our caterer day before, but we have a magic fix hallmark hallmark. <laughs> um, so everything goes really, really well. But as they're setting up, all of the staff of the matchmaking service get an alert on their phones. And it's an alert that they get when there is that mythical unicorn of a 100% match in their algorithm. And so who got this magical match? You might ask, well, of course, it is Daniel and Julia, now that Julia has her new and improved profile. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> but at the same time, the party must go on. Um, so the party has a pet adoption section, because <laughs> if you can't find human love, at least you can find furry friend I love. Know. Um, so Julia finally admits to herself that she wants to adopt Luna, the dog, who she has been in love with the entire movie. Um, and then Daniel is there, and he and his new lady f have talked and realized that they both actually like other people, so they're not going to be together, so he can be with Julia. And she tells him that the two of them have a 100% match score. So they kiss, and because when one kiss, kiss means forever, forever. they are 100% going to be adopting Luna together and living out their days. Hooray! <laughs> Matching hearts. <laughs> they are matchmaking their hearts with dogs yes. and computers. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So, anything you want to touch on specifically about this movie? Let me see. Um... Okay, so not not really. Um, there's not really too many things that I need to say, um, except for there's that one line where they talk about match. There's okay, so there's a there's a moment where they talk about matchmaking being an antiquated um, uh, profession, and in fact, I thought the same thing because ultimately they're putting a person in front of like an OkCupid account because they're still using yeah. an yeah, algorithm. Yeah, they're still using an algorithm. But now it's like a person who stalks you on your date to see if you're connecting. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Ryan Peavy has a line saying that he thought that matchmakers were sweet little old ladies who <laughs> lived on the edge of a village in a musical. <laughs> I, so. did, I did make a note. I was like, yes! I appreciated that. <laughs> make, make me a match, matchmaker. Do I, it. I also thought it was really strange that for being the kind of business that they were, they had an entirely, they had a whole office building to themselves. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's crazy that they had the, that much business. Yeah. That it was like a giant office complex that said, like, uh, it said well suited. Yeah, <laughs> on it. that's what they were so, called. Well is, suited, which I feel like is a great name for like a, a men's warehouse, but also an across the universe because that's what Ryan Pavey said he was in um, Unleashing Mr. Darcy. Yeah. They were well suited. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, I think we should just before we get into Hallmark comics, touch sure. on the LGBTQ aspects. Just the two seconds of it? The two seconds of it. Let's do it. Yeah. Just, I, I know you have a love affair with this actor. Um, I do. And uh, so this is he's played by Osric. And the, the only reason I feel like I have this love affair is that my cousin actually knows him as a real person. <laughs> um, so Osric, if you're listening... <laughs> And so, like, I feel like, I feel like we're friends, even though, like, I have never talked to this person. I've never interacted with him in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the only thing I have ever done in which he is tangentially related is my cousin and him were on the same, like, uh, 
weird, like, around-the-world scavenger hunt thing and there was something in New York and so I went and did it for their team it was like you had to go take a picture with the woman on the steps of the 34th street um the post office building oh yeah and with like a sign so like I went and I did that for them for their team <laughs> so that's like the closest it come um but like there's something I, I got very excited also I mean I will I will admit to being like hardcore I love Supernatural it's crazy ridiculous show but I do love it and he was on it for a while oh really yeah he was um Kevin think of us the name Kevin I've never I've only seen maybe two episodes of that show yeah he but he was a a prophet that Ooh. they like adopted for a while and then he died <laughs> So his role as at the end of this movie is they're doing, um, so they're doing like a pan to all of the couples at this couple um, dance in yeah. the, the matchmaking thing. And so they have a man and a woman couple, they have another man and a woman couple, and then they have Osric and another man yeah. just kind of talking. And then they move on to another man and woman. And then you're like, did they just like low key insinuate that this was a same sex couple? Yeah, and like that that maybe are meeting at this thing. It's unclear. I mean, if you if you're looking for like gay representation in film, this would not be what I would go to. Nope. But this is the most overt I've ever seen in a Hallmark movie, maybe ever. Yeah, I mean, Lifetime is their act down pat when it comes to, like, same-sex couples. Like, so, but Hallmark hasn't quite gotten yeah, on no. that band, bandwagon quite yet. Did you say that there was one that you watched that had a lesbian couple? There was one that I watched uh, that the sister is clearly a lesbian and she wants to get with a girl who is into the brother. Oh. Cool. Um, but also I can't remember if that's a Hallmark or a Lifetime movie I think I watched it on Hallmark movies now but since they don't always it's not always just Hallmark movies on there you're right so anyway cool should we go into our Hallmark Hallmarks let's do it okay Um, so you want to do our back and forth thing that we (laughs) often do so my first one was the, I don't have time for love, though it, this time she was talking about a dog as opposed to uh, a relationship, but I felt like it was, you know, it, it still worked. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I put um, falling in love with someone that you're supposed to be setting up. Mm. Um, pushing for the work to like modernize and, and do something different oh, yeah. from what they always do. Um. A- but stargazing, apparently, as we've talked about it several times on this podcast. Um, the forced, unwanted time together for work. <laughs> they did do the, um, oh, you got something right there, because she had powdered sugar on her nose. Yeah. Which is really awkward. Um, the, the day out that they do together, that's like a full, like, eight hours of time together that is not a date but is totally a date but is also not a date. Yeah. <laughs> During which they say, oh, no, we're not a couple. <laughs> um, and I have that she wore a red dress for the final event. Yep, I wrote that down yeah. too. <laughs> and that's all I have. That's all I have as well. Sweet. So those are the Hallmark Hallmark Hallmarks. Yes. I can speak. Yeah. 
um, Pretty Parade. Um, as always, I will tell you that there were five coats in this movie. Oh, geez. They were all about the same weight of coat, which made me very upset because I felt like they should, at the very least, like vary. But no, she had a light pink coat, a black coat, a green coat, a white coat, and a gray coat. <laughs> I will say that the green coat had a really pretty brooch on it okay. that I noticed at one point, but I don't remember what it looks like. I just know that it existed. Um, and I like a, her her friend or assistant or co-worker Gwen. I was a little unclear about where Gwen fell in the hierarchy of this uh, matchmaking place, but she um, was wearing a really pretty purple sweater when she was interviewing uh, Taylor Cole. Oh, yeah. Uh, for like the updated profile um, in the flower shop. I thought, I was like, oh, I really like that sweater. I liked the flower shop too. Yeah. Uh, but my, my, my ultimate like pretty parade were the puppies and the kitties. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't actually write that down surprisingly, but I actually was thinking about that recently of like, they were so cute. It's always the, pu- it's always the baby animals that win the pretty parade. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, those kittens were so cute. Um, but I will say I did have an anti as well. Oh, okay. Um, in that they, at the beginning of this movie, they put Taylor Cole on all these animal prints and I didn't, didn't like it. Um, maybe it's because she wants an animal and so she subbed Consciously making herself part of the animal kingdom mm-hmm. to do it um, across the universe. All right, I have so many. Do oh, you have any? Oh shit! No, I okay. have absolutely nothing until Kiss Meters. So okay, do it. So uh, let me just go into all my. There's a few that are little and a few that are like ridiculous, and I'm very happy about. So first of all, there's a character Alexis who is this. Um, chef and she always plays this like unlucky in love awkward girl which Mm. is weird i just noticed that um uh, this is another movie in which we have gidget reprising like playing a role gidget's back um she gets she's part of the pack of dogs that ryan pavey walks when he's walking luna uh, there's also Gidget is there. Gidget is that dog that we talked about in a previous podcast episode that is just, has <laughs> so many Hallmark credits. <laughs> more than Lacey Chabert, I think. Yes. Good job, Gidget. Um, we have Taylor Cole taking a painting class, um, just like in uh, The Art of Us. Yes. Um, and uh, Brush with Love. Uh, Ryan, yes, Ryan Pavey is described as more handsome than he has a right to be, which is exactly how he is described in Unleashing Mr. Darcy. (laughs) And uh, Alexis is, uh, the woman who plays her, her name is uh, Laura Gilchrist. Um, Her name is Alexis in this movie. And she also plays an Alexis in a Christmas movie, movie called Jingle Around the Clock. Who owns a cafe where her friends have their Christmas. Oh. Um, I just thought that was an interesting, like, we d- we're we not even going to rename her. I'm assuming it's a different Alexis, but it's they're both food related. I don't know. There's just something there. She's like an alternate universe Alexis. Yeah. Um, and my personal favorite across the universe. This is the most ridiculous one, but I'm really into it. <laughs> So the dog that Taylor Cole is like really into and yeah. wa- and adopts is Luna. Luna was the name of Jen Lilly's character in her movie with Ryan Pavey about a pear orchard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Her name was Luna. Her name was Luna. And there is a pear orchard. Yes. <laughs> she okay. is a doctor and he runs a pear orchard. Her family's pear orchard. What? <laughs> um, I, it's like under the harvest moon or something like that. Oh. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny uh, that the dog is named Luna in this and she is named Luna so Ryan Pavey only likes things that are named Luna, yeah. whether you're a woman or a dog. <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. her name is Harvest Moon and her name is Luna, I feel like that's yeah, a no. cheap shot. Yeah, I'm gonna gross. Uh, but anyway, that's that was I, I just cool. thought that was really funny that um, the two were the same. Um, I'm just trying to see if it was actually called that. Uh, Harvest Love. I'm oh. sorry, Harvest Love. It's, it's close enough. Love. Um, Interesting. A doctor from Seattle returns to her family farm to reconnect with her son and finds more than she can imagine. Yeah. She, I mean, her son comes with her. Her son is like nine. Oh, so she's <laughs> like, let's upset ourselves. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Great. Good job, Jen Lily. <laughs> I just, that, that cracked me up the whole <laughs> Um, so did you have any supporting shout outs? Um, no. Okay. Not that I know. I mean, I love Osric, but I'm definitely biased in that regard. Right. I mean, her parents were pretty great. Mm -hmm. Like, I really liked the flower shop, but nothing that made me really like go, yeah, this is, this is what supporting shout out means. Yeah. That's fair. Not really. Kiss meter? Kiss meter. Okay. So I want to preface this kiss meter from the fact that. I think both you and I were really, really excited about this movie because Taylor Cole and Ryan Pavey are kind of hallmark royalty and they're mm-hmm. both on the more attractive end. I mean, I think both of us find both of them like, oh, yeah. uh, like objectively attractive. Oh, yeah. Like, for they're sure. They're both beautiful people. Exactly. So I was really, really interested in this kiss. However, <laughs> so that being said, I give their kiss meter... A seven because it looked like it was going to be really hot. But at the end of the day, he looks like he's eating off her lipstick. He's like, like, um, 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 and it looks really (laughs) awkward. And so for his sake, I really hope that her lipstick tastes good. (laughs) That's the only thing that I kept thinking about this kiss meter. All right. You were, you were nicer than, or or you were, you were less nicer than me rather. Because I gave it a nine. Ooh. I know. I, th- I thought, we have worked up to this. I'm invested in this. Uh, they looked like they were, like, going at it. Okay. It was a little short. Yeah. So I kind of was like, well, if the buildup had been what we've seen for real, you would be like, I'm going to inhale you, which they would have, they would have been stuck together longer. <laughs> yeah, I feel for two people who are as attractive and dynamic as these two performers, I think I expected more, which yeah. is why I scored less. I wanted okay. them to be more magnetic. Sure. And, I, th- um, I think maybe we're thinking about it the same way. I'm just nicer in this. Sure. For, for whatever. Yeah. I know I'm very touchy about my kisses. <laughs> Although, to be fair, Taylor Cole 
to this day has my number. Oh yeah, has my ten. Oh yeah, because that was a great kiss, which we will do. I want it. I'm making sure that we will do that at some point. Yeah, we'll do that movie Um, when the fall happens. (sighs) All right. So, uh, would you watch this? Um. Okay. Would I watch this? Here's what I wrote. For the puppies, yes. Um, but for the most part, yes, it was very cute. Um, there were not too many cringeworthy moments, and they're really, really both pretty, very, very pretty to look at. Um, but at the end of the day, this is what I wrote, and I quote, it was no Tyler Hines. <laughs> um, Wait, like, this, this is turning into the, like, I love Tyler Hines podcast. Which I don't, so. in, I don't intend that to happen. But he's just like, I, and I honestly think so we were we were we're prepping a future episode, and I like, and I honestly think it's just because he looks so much like Billy that like and that's why I'm so into it. Um, but no, no, for the the movie was fine. It was totally fine. I thought it was really really cute. Um, it won't hurt your soul to watch it, no, but it won't in, in, enhance your belief in love at the same time. So um, my note to myself was I expect to forget everything about this movie. I kind of did forget everything about this movie. <laughs> so I just can't recommend it because I I just don't anticipate remembering this Nick like in a month. Yeah. And just being like, oh, it's going to be one of those like, I saw it. Well, what happened? Yeah. Like there's there's nothing special to recommend it. Yeah. Like it's it's not offensive. It's not bad. I just it's yeah. it's forgettable. It's meh. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of surprised that we decided to do it as a podcast, but I feel like I we wanted we prepped it <laughs> we prepped doing it well before we well because it. we love Taylor Cole and Ryan yeah, Baby. Yeah. That's why. And like I think I was expecting it to be this like you know all star pairing, and it just was kind of mm. meh, which. You know, they can't choose the script that they're given, so... They can't? You think they don't get some kind of say? I don't think so. I, I actually, I have absolutely no idea how it works there, but I think they're like, okay, we're giving... here. You have a five-movie contract spread throughout, like, whatever Yeah, seasons. but you don't, you don't think there's some, like... I'm just... I wonder if, depending on who they are, if there's, like, a little bit of a, like, would you like A, B, or C movie? Well, I'm sure if Taylor Cole was like, oh, I get to have one with Ryan Pavey, they were like, great, let's just do it. And mm. then, like, I think I think with any of these, the script is kind of arbitrary. And I think yeah, I made I this comment true. before, which is why they have such, like, cliche, ambiguous titles is because you don't necessarily have to write the script before you have the title. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah. Sometimes they kind of fit, but they could be about anything. <laughs> like, they really could. Matching yeah. Hearts could have been about, like... A freaking like match game on like a game show <laughs> or uh, two teachers who are comparing curricula. I have no idea. It could have been anything. It could have been one of those ones where they uh, need a heart transplant. <laughs> OMG. And I've seen that movie. It's called Return to Me and later made into Last Christmas. <laughs> I, I think I didn't see it. Um, yeah, that w- was. Return to me, the Nicholas Sparks one. No, re- oh re- no, Return no. to me was um was Mini Driver. Oh and- right, 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 right. No, okay. There's a Nicholas Sparks one where where they're in love, um, and then he dies, and her son gets the heart. I hate Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> it's he's just so cringy. It's like 
someone's going to die and the woman is so like tragically noble because she's had to like deal with this love that did not come to be and now her children understand her because she loved and lost and they're like oh (laughs) and now I understand why you're a shitty parent because this happened to you and he's dead he's dead they're always dead and I don't care (laughs) I love it I love that you care so much about this (laughs) to be honest I haven't given it a thought in years (laughs) but here we are on our podcast all right my friends i think that has to be it (laughs) so thanks for listening everybody oh we should say um we're gonna do something special next week oh yeah we are um we're we're gonna we're gonna drop in and do a, a we're going to go weekly for, for a hot minute because we think it's funny. Yes. <laughs> Basically. It's, it's, it's a terrible pun that Hannah is, um, is uh, she's humoring me. <laughs> and you'll find out next week. Yes. So um, we'll, we'll be back with you next week instead of in two weeks. So uh, look out for that. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> please follow us on Twitter where we tweet up a storm at most of the premieres. Um, you can find us at one number one kiss means number four ever um and same same on instagram and facebook um and you can also get in touch with us on uh the emails at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and that is everything spelled out just like it is in your podcast feeds or whatever yeah um and thank you also to flint pastors for our intro outro music um, we're Much very grateful obliged. to him, yes. Um, and you can find his stuff on SoundCloud and Spotify, um, and, and you totally should. Um, and so thanks, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. I hope you got all the discounted candy you could possibly want. And I hope you eat that said candy <laughs> when you sneak it into the movie theaters while you see Emma, the new adaptation. <laughs> The very, very catty, bitchy Emma, which was, we we both enjoyed greatly. Everything you didn't know that you wanted out of Jane Austen, but is 100% great. Um, That's my shameless plug. I'm sorry. Um, Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much. Bye, guys! So in that case, uh, stay sexy. Don't get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> We're not stealing somebody else's catchphrase. I'm probably going to get that.